0: Welcome to 31 Days of Terror, day number 8, and I have one story for you today, and the story comes from Emma. I was in my final year of university in Portsmouth, and I was living in a student house with four other girls, and one of the girls' boyfriends, who was horrible, but that's by the by. It was one of those typical student houses for Portsmouth, meaning it was a Victorian semi-detached house that had been altered to fit five bedrooms, two of which were on the ground floor so we had this living room in a converted loft that we never really used. The girls tended to go home quite a lot, and I was making the most of my final year, so used to stay in this place on my own, most weekends and over the bank holidays. I didn't mind it to start with, but then it came to Easter, and all the girls had gone home for around a week, leaving me alone as I was staying to do varsity. I wasn't actually in the house very much that week, especially after day and night one, basically just to sleep and eat as the vibe felt really off compared to normal. So every morning I was getting up and heading to the uni library to work, then popping home at lunch, back to the library, then home in the evening after drinks or the gym or whatever I'd done that night. When I left the house I would run around and check all the windows were closed and that the back door was locked. The girls locked their rooms when they left and then I would lock the front door on my way out like any normal person. And this is where it gets weird. Let me preface this by saying that the house had tenants for the next academic year already set, so the estate agents weren't showing people around or anything. But every day that week I would come home to something different being off. Day 1 I came home from the library at lunch to the back door unlocked and wide open. I shimmied down the hallway with my back against the wall to check the downstairs bedroom doors and the creepy basement door that we left locked and literally barricaded from the outside. were still locked and to get to the kitchen to lock the back door again. I was so freaked out. I shouted out the greeting we normally shouted to each other to see if one of the girls had come back early but I got no response. Apart from the slam of a door upstairs. I grabbed the nearest thing to me in the kitchen, a frying pan, naturally, and the kitchen scissors, and called my housemates. They all confirmed they were still at home home, so I was now thinking that I was about to be murdered. I called my sister for moral support as I went to check upstairs with my trusty frying pan and scissors. I know I should have just dashed it out of there, I'm probably not set up to be a final girl. But I had to check. So off I went, Up the stairs with my back still to the wall, my frying pan and scissors out in front of me and my phone in my back pocket with headphones in whilst I whispered to my sister about what was going on. I got to the landing at the top of the stairs and checked mine and my housemates rooms that were either side of the top of the stairs. Both were still locked. Now from here there were stairs up again to the weird attic living room and the landing which went down to the bathroom and then the bedroom that the housemate we didn't like and her boyfriend stayed in. So I decided in hushed tones with my sister that it was best to do one floor at a time. So I crab-shuffled with my back to the wall down the corridor to the bathroom. The bathroom door was closed, so this must have been the source of the slamming. And when I pushed the door open, the room had been completely toilet-papered. I was fuming. Students are broke and our toilet paper was spenny so I let out a string of for fuck's sakes and are you fucking serious? Only to be met by a knock on the window. I was on the first floor, upstairs so naturally screamed which deafened my sister on the other end of the phone and then opened the window to absolutely nothing there. Then lastly I checked my flatmate's door next to the bathroom which was also still locked while bitching to my sister about this stupid fucking ghost with expensive decorating tastes. I decided I didn't need to crab shuffle anymore, as the coast was clear for the first floor, which left the attic living room to be checked. I went up, frying pan outstretched in front of me and found nothing. I made sure the skylights were properly closed, and that the crawlspace attic that led off the living room was also locked, and ran back downstairs to fix myself some lunch, and rewrap the toilet roll. I was not binning it and buying more. I thought it would be best to stay in the house that afternoon instead of going back to the library, in case something or someone was really there. So I called my study pals from the library to come to mine, with the promise of drinks and a fun dinner when we finished our project. Everything for the rest of the day was fine, until my friends left you bet i left the downstairs hallway and upstairs hallway lights on and took a kitchen knife to my bedroom i locked myself in my room and kept my key in the door on the inside so no one could unlock it from the outside i called my sister again i think i called her for a total of 48 hours across this week to tell her how scared i was and she said she would stay on the phone with me i eventually dozed off with my back against the wall and a pillow wall built between me and my bedroom door, just in case. Day 2 I woke up suddenly at around 4am and for a moment was disoriented as to what woke me. I took my headphones out as my phone had died and popped my phone on charge next to me. I then realised what had woken me up. I could hear the stairs creaking like someone was walking up them. In all of my bravery... I made myself a nest of duvets and cushions and sat into the corner of the wall and my bed as far as I could as the landing light was on I was watching the light coming under my door like a hawk and then a shadow crossed over it and was blocking it almost completely at the bottom of my door I was noping the hell out but didn't know what to do then there was a knock on my goddamn bedroom door I grabbed my phone and turned it on and immediately called my sister and started crying. I had no idea what to do and then suddenly the shadow moved and it sounded like they were moving down the corridor towards the toilet, ever so slowly, and running nails against the wall. Which was the wall I was pressed up against? I was a shivering mess and then as suddenly as it started, it just stopped. No shadow recrossed in front of my door, no more noises, nothing. I was so terrified I literally sat there in my nest and read on my Kindle to try and distract myself as I was too scared to turn my lamp on or watch anything, just in case someone really was in the house. Then at around 5.30, I got up and dressed, took the knife and went out to check the hallway once again, locking my door behind me. And once again, everything looked normal, except little scratches in the paint all the way down the hallway from my room to the bathroom. I followed them to the bathroom and saw there was nothing there so I checked the windows were closed and the other's bedroom doors were locked. I legged it downstairs, checked all those doors, grabbed my breakfast and my lunch from the fridge and got the fuck out of there to go to the gym before going to the library for the second that it opened. I stayed in the library until around 8pm and then went out for dinner with a friend and then stayed at theirs. Like hell I was going back there that day. Day 3 I obviously had to go back to the house at some point so got up in the morning and went back first thing to shower. I called my nan on the walk between the houses and was telling her all about what had gone on so when I got back to the house she was on the phone. I got back and from the front door you could see straight down the corridor into the kitchen and literally every single cupboard and drawer was open in the kitchen. The same as the last two days, I checked all the ground floor doors on my way to the kitchen and they were still locked. I said out loud as I was still on the phone, This really isn't funny, please stop. Nan, who was the OG spooky bitch in our family, suggested that she bring her Ouija board down and see what was going on and I told her in no uncertain terms that I was absolutely not doing that. Thanks, but no thanks. And I started closing the cupboards and the drawers. She was on the speakerphone when she made the Ouija board comment and the radio next to me in the kitchen started playing. I jumped out of my skin and Nan started telling me off for putting music on when we were on the phone and I told her that I didn't. To which she replied, Oh sweetheart, maybe you should come home for a few days just until the girls are back. This doesn't seem good. I didn't go back. I decided to stick it out. See, definitely not a final girl. She stayed on the phone to me while I checked the rest of the house and it was all fine and I went to shower and get ready for the day. I locked up and went to the library until around 5pm and then headed home. When I got there the radio was playing again in the kitchen. I did my usual ground floor checks and everything was fine so I turned off the radio and went to check upstairs before settling in for the evening. The first floor was fine but there was an incredibly strong smell of paint which I found odd. And then I realised I could hear the wind outside really clearly. So I went up to the attic living room and found both skylights were wide open and all the glasses from the kitchen cupboards were up there everywhere, on the floor, on the sofa, just all over the place. I shut both skylights and went to grab a bag and take all the glasses downstairs to the kitchen and put them in the dishwasher. The rest of the evening passed, without any creepy happenings. Day 4 I was out all day this day for varsity and stayed out overnight, so I had no odd encounters. Day 5 I returned at lunchtime feeling very sorry for myself, nursing a very deserved hangover. In my hungover, maybe still drunken state, I thought it would be a good idea to stay in all day and just chill and watch rubbishy TV. I was in my room and watching TV in bed when I heard the tap in the bathroom start running. I went out to see what was going on and the bath and the sink taps were running on full so I turned them all off and ran back to my room. I decided that I needed a break from the hell house so locked up and went for a walk along the beach and decided I would get a bag of chips from the chippy on the way back to cheer me up. I walked for an hour or so headed to the chippy and then wandered home with my dinner that I was super excited for. Aware that I had locked up properly and only been out for an hour, I went straight to the kitchen when I got back to eat my food. When I got back to the kitchen I found that the oven was on the grill setting, even though the house was still empty, and turned all the way up to 280 degrees with loads of paper shredded in the oven. It was beginning to curl up and burn around the edges so I turned off the oven, took the paper outside and opened all the kitchen windows to air it out. I was terrified because whatever was happening was now getting increasingly dangerous. I called one of my housemates and begged them to come back early, so they said they would come back the next day. While I was eating and airing out the kitchen, I heard a banging coming from the hallway. I went to see what was going on, and on my way to see if there was someone at the front door, I passed the creepy barricaded basement To see the error we had blocked in front of it shaking. And then there was another knock. On the fucking basement door. From the inside. Suffice to say I noped the hell out and went to stay at a friend's house that night. And didn't return until my housemate called and told me she was parking outside the house the next day. Day 6 Everything seemed to stop the second my housemate came home but I told her everything over tea and a packet of biscuits the second she got in the house. She decided we should see what the fuck was going on, so opened up the creepy basement door. Everything we had stacked on the stairs inside the basement, to stop any monsters getting to the door, obviously, had been upset and was strewn down the stairs. We would never ventured down there before, but we did that day. When we got down there, we found that our basement had a hole in the wall that went through to the basement next door. I have never legged it up the stairs faster. Still to this day I have no idea what was fucking with me that week. But it is safe to say I never stayed there alone again for the remaining month of the academic year and moved out ASAP. I still get goosebumps when I think about that week. That story has done something to me mid-story there was a bang downstairs in my house and I nearly jumped out of my skin. Mid-story a bird flew by my window and I also nearly jumped out of my skin. You know what the worst thing about this story is and I know this is a paranormal podcast and we love a spooky story. The worst thing is and I hate saying this because like I just said it's a paranormal podcast and we like anything spooky. I feel like that was a real person in your house. Honestly I think that was a real person in your house and that honestly makes it even worse. Like if it was A ghost. Yes, there was some very dangerous things happened, like all the shredded paper being in the grill. Oh no, I think there was a real person in your house. I'm sorry to be the one to say it. Did they know you were at home on your own for that week? And therefore, did they try and scare you? Were they trying to fuck with you? Like, were you lucky that your door was fucking locked that night when whatever it was came down your corridor and stood in front of your door? Oh God. I would also say as well, you know, if you're ever in that situation where you're in a house on your own, and you're hearing footsteps or you're hearing spooky shit, and you're thinking, "Oh, I'm this is freaking me out," like there is no harm in calling the police in that incident. You you're on your own. You gotta protect yourself. You know, you gotta make sure that you're okay. And even if the police come and there's nobody there, like, fine, there's nobody there. But I would be ringing the police if I was in that situation. And I was in the house of my own. Like, was it the horrible boyfriend of the other housemate purposefully trying to fuck shit up for you? Purposefully trying to make you frightened and, well, I don't know, like burn the house down with you in it? What was going on there? Like, why would it only happen for that week when you were on your own and not happen the rest of the time that the housemates were there? Unless you just didn't notice when other housemates were there because you always presumed it was other housemates if you heard a noise when you're when the other housemates are there you'd be like oh that must be somebody coming in or whatever somebody coming home oh that story has really I have to say it's really shit me up it's really given me the heebie-jeebies Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Emma for sending in your wonderful story. Remember, if you'd like to send in your story, you can send it to real life ghost at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. If you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow.